Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. And Michael, we're here podcasting again. That is a thing we occasionally do. Yeah. We are living lives, big city boys, after our amazing sex romp last week. Oh, yes. Michael, how are you doing? After uh, 69ing everyone in Los Angeles. Still about half torqued over here. <laughs> <laughs> one, one day that'll go down, young man. I sure hope not. <laughs> but now that we are living in a post-sex world. Yes. Now that pod- we have abolished sex. Sex and prisons. Two things that we have abolished. We have attacked and dethroned sex. Mm-hmm. Michael, mm-hmm. what are we talking about this week? Oh, man. Uh, This week was an interesting one. Sometimes there's just, like, too much shit going on (laughs) in the world. I think I initially had, like, ten potential topics for this episode and had to pare it down. We were talking last night. You're like, Michael. Wow. (laughs) And I was like, Michael. You didn't know your own name. That's how crazy this shit was. If there's anyone in my life that I'm going to refer to by my name, it's going to be you, Zach. Yeah, I, you know, Fight Club is is not the seminal text we once thought it was, but the living in each other's brain part. Did is you just out us as Fight Club guys on this podcast? Not as present Fight Club guys, uh-huh, uh-huh. but as maybe once in future Fight Club guys. <laughs> I'm concerned about the future there. Yeah, you should be. Uh, but you you come to me saying your own name, whispering of like various church services, of religious figures, of of presidents past. Like it yeah, was, it was I wild. Mean, like there, there's so much that we could have covered. Like uh, Josh Jugger getting arrested for the exact thing you think of when you th- hear the <laughs> phrase "Josh Jugger is arrested." His his mugshot is every pedophile's mugshot. That man is our age. He's a 33-year-old. No fucking way. Uh, He looks 100. He looks 1,000. Is he not getting the real good stuff when it comes to Adrenochrome? Because there's no way. No, I think he's in it for the love of the game. This is not about immortality (laughs) for him. Uh, But, like, honestly, that was just, like, too dark to even... I just... (laughs) There are some times when you were making a podcast where you're like, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to spend the next two hours of my life diving down this vile and abusive rabbit hole right now. Yeah, every detail in the Josh Duggar story is worse than the one before it. Oh my and it God. starts out with him getting busted for child porn. Yeah, we will get into it at of some course. point. Uh, but not not this, not today. Not today. Not in our post-sex having glow. Uh, there was also like George W. Bush hanging out at an SBC convention to talk about how much he loves immigrants. We are going to do that one because I I think we have not talked enough about George W. Bush in this podcast. The, the sanctification of George W. Bush, uh, it like just I have a throbbing vein in my forehead every time I think about it. Uh, there was also Biden um, uh, appointing Rom Emanuel speaking, as an ambassador. Speaking of throbbing veins in Zach's forehead, <laughs> yeah, things that will just be rage. Uh, Andrew Yang just simping for Israel on Maine for no reason. Andrew Yang is also the weirdest character in the i don't know let's call it the dnc right now like yeah he he he's sort of proof of the post donald trumpification of parties he is he is proof that uh the communists are right when they say that everyone (laughs) who has any sort of like leftist populism in their like thing uh in in their vibe is a grifter like gosh I, I you'd hate to see it happen to Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> but we have some evangelical yes. news to get to. Yes. Starting with, Zachary, an invitation. Okay. An invitation okay. that we received in the mail to us specifically from one Jerry Falwell Jr. 
it was inevitable. <laughs> the day Jerry Falwell comes in the podcast, we will bloom finally. Yeah, he, he asked how good we are with a uh, pool cleaning tool. <laughs> that, we've, we had our sexiest to date episode, but that will be the true sex zenith of shitty Christians. Oh, will be Jerry Falwell's uh, appearance. Going deep cover on the farm, on the Falwell farm. Going deep cover on his wife, you know what I'm saying? Is okay. how the only way All we're going right. to get no, him on this pod. thank you. Okay, <laughs> I don't so. want it. I just want him on the pod, man. <laughs> Jerry Falwell Jr. dropped in unannounced to a party. <laughs> According to various news sources, this may or may not have been a Liberty-hosted comedy show. Oh, my God. Which Oh, we need that footage We so need that. Bad. That's exactly where I was going with that. I was like, please, somebody, <laughs> send us video of Liberty University comedy. <clears throat> hey, guys. <laughs> have you... Uh... If you hear these dates non-christians are going on i know so talk about talk about playing with fire actually funnier <laughs> <laughs> uh, my guess though is that the comedy show was just a cover for what was clearly a party uh and there's evolution who's the monkey now of jerry falwell jr <laughs> showing up Clearly intoxicated yeah. to this event. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Invite- <laughs> Jerry Falwell Jr. hasn't not been clearly intoxicated since since long before he was in the national spotlight. That is fair. That is fair. And so he shows up. He grabs the mic. And he's like, listen up, yeah, Sons of bitches. All right. We're going to have a party. We're going to have it on my farm. It's going to be the real Liberty graduation. The true Liberty graduation. And all y'all are invited if you are not a senior, but you're dating a senior, you can come too. Oh, that is slightly ominous. How generous of you. Yeah. How generous of Thank you. Thank goodness. Thank goodness that we got our invitation in the mail. Because otherwise, we'd be having to hunt down like Liberty University seniors on Tinder. Just to be like, hey, do you want to like hang out and maybe go to a party? Yeah. Can I court you so we can go to this party together? But Zach, I have bad news. No. <laughs> the party is canceled. You getting vaccinated? Totally pointless. Why even bother if you can't go to the farm? I wish I hadn't gotten vaccinated now. I I also wish that for you. Mostly (laughs) because I want to see you suffer. (laughs) Uh, So unfortunately, it turns out that Mr. Falwell Jr. Mm -hmm. had some health complications. (laughs) Uh, According to him, uh, he has some blood clots potentially in his lungs. And Sean Hannity set him up with a doctor. I'm, I, I, uh, I had, we may cut this, Mm -hmm. but one of the grossest jokes we may ever do on this podcast came to mind when you were talking about the party. And I was like, oh, you know how we mentioned Fight Club earlier? Chuck Palahniuk wrote a novel about like the world's longest gangbang with like hundreds of people. And now I was thinking, I was like, Jerry Falwell Jr. was just inviting everybody over to break the record. Now I'm sad for him. He had health complications. It's never going to happen. Sorry, sorry, Jerry. Sorry that <laughs> sorry, it didn't work Jerry. out for you. Hey, you know, he who he who rises to touch a star. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry had to cancel his event, which is, of course, very sad. <laughs> now, there were some questions asked by parties being like, hmm, perhaps, just perhaps, <laughs> it is a smidge inappropriate for a disgraced nah. ex-president nah. of a university who had to leave specifically because of his predatory behavior. Because of said gang Towards gang. young people and students on his campus that involved his wife. <laughs> Just perhaps this person should not be inviting 
huge swaths of the student body By the to way, party on his and farm. And when you're like, if you are younger than a senior, from this man, mm-hmm. incredibly ominous. Just come on, just come on down. Hey, just come. Are hang. you 16? Are you 15? Look, just come on. Listen, listen, listen. Did you take an AP class? <laughs> you're in middle school. Sounds like you're in school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So to that, Jerry Falwell Jr. replied, I live right here. I've got a big farm. And I've got a bunch of students that I love and that love me. Okay. I thought that was a disgusting joke I made earlier. But actually, now I just think it's canon. (laughs) That I love and that love me. He said, I'm going to do it. And I don't care whether anybody likes it or not. And then he laughed. What was the tenor of this laugh? I, you know, I didn't see the audio. This is just reporting, so I, I apologize. I assume, I assume ominous cackle. Uh, maybe just sort of a low rumble as his face tilts slowly downward, eyes still pointed up. I do love that he has fully entered the sort of ha- glazed ham phase of his life, where he is just going to look like he is one human gin blossom ready to party at any time. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I, I it is... The truest manifestation of <laughs> Jerry Falwell Jr. to be the guy that we all know. The guy that graduated high school six years ago and keeps showing up to the parties because he's the only one that can legally buy yeah. beer. Yeah. Like, Jerry Falwell Jr. is just is just your ex-football like football quarterback who could never get over the fact that, like, the highlight of his life was junior year when he got to regionals. Like... That... The, the tragedy of that guy is, like... Miss Washburn, who taught history, had an affair with him, and he was too young to really deal with that because she was 31 and he was 17. The thing about that quarterback is he really is a victim. Jerry Falwell Jr. is not a victim. <laughs> no. Jerry Falwell Jr. exclusively creates victims. I I can't get over the like the beautiful perfection of this, that like outside liberty, a place where you're like not allowed to hang out with members of the opposite sex mm-hmm. in your room. And that Jerry Falwell Jr. is specifically banned for being on campus at. Right, yeah. And, you know, you're not allowed to drink or, mm-hmm. yeah. like, whatever. Like, all these sorts Every of... Every stupid, shitty right. rule that Christian universities have. And then you have this, like, raging id in, in inseparably tied to the university till t- forever. The son of the founder. The son of the founder. Just out here doing weird sex stuff with his wife, drinking and fucking and snorting and getting up or getting up late and falling downstairs. And, and he's right there. Mm-hmm. And they are just tw- entwined forever. And it's it's beautiful. I love it. He really, he took a break. He was off social media for a while. <laughs> but then when Liberty sued him for $10 million. So good. Uh, he sort of took the Trump route of just like hopping back on the microphone and has not stopped since. <laughs> And it is it is really something to behold. So we should we should try to we should get him on the pod. Uh, we we <laughs> wish those blood clots the best, <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to our next story about Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, speaking of gin blossomed insane evangelical figures, <laughs> it's time to check in on one Mark Driscoll. Oh, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been I a while went since back I've seen and looked your face. It up. The last time we talked about Mark Driscoll was episode nine of this podcast. Wait, what? We have done 60 episodes since. 61. Well, this will be the 61st. That's true. That's crazy. That is crazy. It has been over a year 
since we last checked in on Mark Driscoll. And so for those of you that are maybe blessedly unfamiliar or just it's been yeah, a while, Mark Driscoll you. was the founder of Mars Hill Church, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most prominent heads of this sort of like reformed movement right. that is exclusively a, a, a cabal oh, of yes. like sex criminals and complementarians and people who cover There's up sex There's so abuse many cabals of sex pests like, and pedophiles. It's crazy. It is absolutely insane how many of these guys have gone down in the decade plus since uh driscoll was in prominence uh for various crimes related yeah no i i'm not kidding when i say i'm basically matthew mcconaughey staring at a cork board when it comes to all like it's i'm going i'm I'm not going insane i am insane these are reports from the other side yeah no uh podcasts are the truest detectives no, it's like it's like this week when when uh, I tweeted about this, but when Bill Gates when it was came out, the Bill Gates uh, his marriage started dissolving when all the Epstein and Gates stuff came out, and it's yeah. like, oh, that bodes well when the guy who had two hundred times Epstein's wealth mm-hmm. is now thinking this stuff is a fun is and cool idea. Enamored. The eugenicist in chief. Bill Gates is now <laughs> hanging out with the guy that loves two things, having sex with <laughs> underage women, uh, and trying to make himself immortal by impregnating women with his, like, DNA. Like, yeah, it's, uh, and so I'm glad the guy with more resources who's still alive thinks that guy is rad. Thinks that guy is super fucking cool. So yeah, we're going insane here yeah, with Mark don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but... As we left off that last episode yes. all those weeks ago, we mentioned that Mark had, in fact, formed a new church after sort of leaving in disgrace. 69. We've uh, been going every week since. He did what every uh, white male failure does. He moved to Scottsdale, Arizona. Nah. Okay, that's really funny, and I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no, he is, he is in Scottsdale, and he started another church. And now, just this week, we have some new information about how that's been going. Okay, I assume, well, I assume he has, like, become closer with God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He has gotten forgiveness. He traded in the tap-out t-shirts. He wears a suit now. So I think everything's okay, right? Yeah, he is no longer William Wallace II. He's William Wallace (laughs) III. He he is uh, William Wallace squared. A thousand-year Reich of him calling, talking about pussification. Uh, That is still part of his repertoire hell we'll yeah get there. okay so in order to understand what mark has been up to we have to talk about angelo and Catherine manuel they joined okay. his church trinity did not expect that to be honest uh, it's it's going places my guy uh they joined his church trinity his yeah. they joined his church trinity something church in scottsdale arizona okay in june of 2020 sure specifically because they were looking for a church that was open and didn't have COVID restrictions off to a great start oh that is i love your criteria you're like hey man i want to go to church but you know what i'm not going to do you know what i'm not going to fucking think about i'm not going to fucking think about a mask on my face i'm not going to think about not hugging granny over there we've met three times that hug it matters to me and i'm going to fucking kill her with COVID, and this matters yeah it's worth it as long as i get my hug <laughs> okay so uh the manuels had uh two children okay youth group age 17 year old older one they both very quickly got involved in the mm-hmm. youth group and oh i'm worship getting tr- team. so nervous every time you bring up children in youth group yeah so thankfully thankfully <laughs> i'm just i'm like vibrating with like, with my mcconaughey let's just get to it yeah 17 year old okay uh son Started to have uh, develop some feelings okay. for Mark Driscoll's seventeen-year-old daughter. Okay, those feelings were mutual, reciprocated. Sure. Two seventeen-year-olds liking each other. 
Gross. That is the inciting incident for this whole thing is two 17-year-olds mutually decided they thought the other one was pretty cute. Okay. When Mark Driscoll found out about this, he brought the 17-year-old and his father into his office. Okay. To lay down some rules. Vince, the son, said Driscoll communicated during the meeting that Vince and his daughter needed to remain in the friendship stage and that no kissing would be allowed. I got that a lot from other girls when I was 17. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm hoping one day to leave that stage, though. When does it end? When, Michael, when is it supposed to end? Uh, listen, man, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> let you know when I find Appreciate out. Appreciate it. Uh, so already just off to a great yeah, start. Incredible uh, Two teenagers mutually like each other, and Driscoll brings both the kid and his father into his office as the head pastor of the church to be like, no. Uh, which is a very effective way to deal with teens too. Yeah. Uh, never, ever has a teen ever disobeyed an authority. <laughs> uh, Mark Driscoll also, by the way, I think it like really bringing that like dad holding a gun next to his daughter's prom yeah. date mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it like kind of next level version of like, and that's always been so weird to me. Can we just talk about that for a minute? Can we talk about the guns next to the prom dates? So I want to be with you. Okay. But the thing is, I'm a fan of the seminal Gerard Butler film, Den of Thieves. Okay. And in Den of right. Thieves, 50 Cent is one of the rock bank robbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's a badass. And somebody comes over and wants to date his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then they bring him in to this sort of room where there are just like dozens of Samoans crunching iron. And Pablo Schreiber. And they're all these giant men. And they scare him. And it's hilarious. The future date for his daughter. So you're on board. You're just like, you know what we need is more middle-aged white men with guns threatening minors. No. This is an entire room. Um, (laughs) What we need is more middle-aged white men with Samoans threatening minors. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. All I'm saying is if Mark Driscoll is robbing banks with Samoans at 50 Cent, then it's cool. I just, I don't know. I think you were just too invested in... uh, your daughter's life. Are you anti den of thieves? Is this how this podcast ends? <laughs> We're moving forward. <laughs> Thank you for ruining my bed. <laughs> so, having been informed yep. that he is not allowed to kiss this daughter. Okay. The son and the daughter do, in fact, share a kiss. Well, yeah. Da- okay. Wow. Two 17 year olds make out. Shocking. Uh, we're going to leave that there. That's, yep. that's your intro. And just talk a little bit about security. Security okay. at Trinity Church. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> one, every single part of the church is under audio and video surveillance at all times. Okay. Including the bathrooms, obviously. To serve in any position as a volunteer or otherwise, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Wait, what? Yeah. You have to serve, sign an NDA. You have to sign an NDA to protect the confidentiality of all information about the church's business operations, staff, volunteers, and guests. Whoa. Uh, they have a list. Of people that are not allowed on the premises. Uh, this list has a strong uh, slant towards former members of leadership that are no longer affiliated with the church. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Uh, there was also one as I was looking through because they had these documents showing mm-hmm. the files of all the right. people. And one of them uh, was a guy who was allowed in the main worship area and men's bathroom, but not in any of the other social areas, including the backyard, which is like their big outdoor yeah. socializing area, for any reason. Huh. Which, having done this for a while, I'm going to tell you exactly what that is. That's a guy who abused somebody, and yep. they know that. So now, but they've decided the best way to handle it is just to sort of keep tabs. The on thing it. that's fucked up is that guy should definitely be in the database. Yeah. Uh, 
They also have a loyalty ranking system. Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you were heard like, ah, you know, a little video surveillance. Right. It's kind of probably important. It's, there's yeah. accountability. Maybe that's There's a good youth thing. pastors that are there. You yeah. know what I mean? You, <laughs> you need some video surveillance. You need some fucking accountability. Does something happen when you hire guys a youth pastor? Like, I wonder, are pederasts? wanting to become youth pastors or the moment you bestow upon them this mantle of the slightly too tight t-shirt and the tattoo in hebrew on their arm they also then become the predator i'm pretty confident <laughs> in saying that every seminary student that has ever yeah. gotten a hebrew tattoo needs uh -huh. to be on a list i am happy to make this list it's the only list of people with tattoos in hebrew that's okay i'm also a little concerned because i've led a youth group or two in my day mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that it might have a little more to do with the uh, you know say, having a bunch of yeah. spiritual and and, yeah, yeah. and physical authority over children without any accountability mm -hmm. or training yeah. i don't know might be correlated maybe somebody <laughs> with poor inclinations uh might be attracted to that position anyways loyalty ranking system that's so good one through ten Loyalty to the Driscolls. Okay. Yeah, but I have that for this podcast. And Michael, you're slipping. <laughs> you're at like a six and a half right now. God damn it. I need to get my numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> so this loyalty ranking system was uh, publicly discussed. What? This was like <laughs> a thing. Okay, that's the first thing in a loyalty ranking system is it's secret. <laughs> what the fuck, man? And there would be people that would like get bumped down. Like one guy was at a nine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he got bumped down to an eight because a picture popped up on Facebook of him fishing with a former worship pastor that was no longer affiliated with the church. Like, this is the kind of shit we're talking about. I wonder also, how many man hours a week they spend on, like, all the sort of rankings numbers and the moving mm -hmm. thereof. Like, is this someone's full-time job? This is Moneyball, baby. They're, they're, like, they're going to break the whole Brad system. Brad Pitt is in there going, hmm, mm. Shelly has been hanging out with with jessica jessica started going to this other church mm. is that a one or a two point drop that's a good question what's his rbi <laughs> <laughs> so just to just to maybe draw a connection here this is not new for mark driscoll no. uh uh, one thing we didn't cover in our previous episode, but I bumped into this, uh, and it's worth uh, commenting, is that in 2012, uh -huh. when Driscoll was still the pastor of Mars Hill Church, he bragged that anyone who didn't fall in line with his leadership would be run over by the church bus. Oh, that's a different level than I expected. Uh, this is a quote. I listened to this audio. There's a pile of dead bodies behind the Mars Hill bus, Driscoll said, and by God's grace, it'll be a mountain by the time we're done. I need a second. No. 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 You are not using your church to murder people. With that is not acceptable. To talk about the dead bodies left in your wake. Yeah, and, and to say, by God's grace, there will be more. I also, I'm sorry. Are you going to start a crusade? Like, what is, your, like, that's. William Wallace II, baby. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages being like, there's a pile of dead bodies behind this and we're not going to stop. As a, a cute wink and a nod to that. No. <laughs> his current church, Trinity, has a church bus parked on site as a prop. They don't use it. Uh, there is a prop. I don't love this. Yeah. And then in the only thing that I can support that Mark Driscoll has ever done, uh, he is reported as regularly uh, calling staff members uh, during meetings pussies and using the F word frequently. And like, listen, <laughs> would I prefer that Mark Driscoll use some slightly less problematic yeah. and gendered language Obviously. when he is insulting the members of a church? Right. Yes. But should Christians be called names at all times? 
also gimmicks. It's still kind of awesome because here's the thing. Mark Driscoll, monster, should be in jail. Yeah. Should be should be run over by the church bus. Absolutely. But people who affiliate with Mark Driscoll should also be abused. Yeah. So I think it's kind of funny. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm told. There is a little bit of justice in yeah. that people that think that Mark Driscoll is a spiritual leader right. get berated by Mark Driscoll, their spiritual there's, leader. There's a certain beauty to it. Obviously, we're pro-prison abolition, but it would be great if they were all in jail and then Mark Driscoll was still berating them. Yeah. So when he started this church, Driscoll said that he had created the structure of the church to help him avoid the problems they had encountered in the past at Mars Hill. Well, it and it was like increasingly well. clear that what that meant was there will be no accountability for Mark Driscoll. And there's a really fun leadership <laughs> chart where, like, it's a pretty big church. It's like 2,000 weekly attendants. Yeah, of course. So there's, like, a bunch of pastors and stuff. Yeah. And, like, literally at the top, it is Mark and Grace, his wife, and every single line connects to them at the top. I, I kind of, I've been thinking a lot about the, like, the wife being in leadership of it all. The, like, Michelle Also Obama. relevant to uh, Jerry Falwell. Yeah. The Michelle Obama speaking at the DNC for longer than than like many senators, including mm-hmm. our boy Bernie, uh, or AOC. The you know the the Bill Clinton sounding like you get us both for free, <laughs> like of it all. And I just want to say stop, stop. Whatever gender you are, whatever gender your yeah. spouse is, your spouse has nothing to do with this. They're they're not hired by this organization. Nobody just, voted for them. Yeah, just because you're married to somebody doesn't mean you automatically both do the same job. It's not fair to them, and it's certainly not fair to the people that they're in charge of. It is really weird in a country that was ostensibly founded because we want to get away from that monarchy shit. (laughs) How much we have relied on, like, who's fucking who, or at least who is legally, uh, you know, agreeing. Yeah. Uh, the bloodline the sense of, of fucking yeah, who. Yeah. Uh, fucking or fucking over. Um, I, because I tell you, I would much rather, and obviously she was a victim in this, but I would much rather have Monica Lewinsky running shit than Hillary fucking Clinton. Oh, yeah. No, actually, if the power <laughs> flew through the actual act of fucking, I welcome uh, President Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> oh, now, now we're getting back to a sexy episode <laughs> of this. No. Okay. Let's get, let's get back to the children, shall oh, we? Okay. So, after the meeting with Driscoll... Uh, The kid's dad got a text from Driscoll's assistant. This is the text. I know that wasn't easy, but neither is trying to marry one of PMD's kids. That is, he used that acronym, PMD, Pastor Mark Driscoll. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Podcaster Zach Gallard, pizza. (laughs) That's cool. Gate. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Remember that from here on, you have a microscope on you, not just from PMD, mm-hmm. but from everyone. And I mean everyone. Be a man and land the plane. I, I'm i kind of losing my mind again here. Yeah! Be a man and land the plane. Is, is my goal here to get my 17-year-old to marry this girl? Instead of just like, what's going to inevitably happen? They're going to break up over, I don't know, he watched, he watched one TikTok too many one night and she didn't fucking like it because yeah. that's how that's the stupid shit 17 year olds break up over sure like he talked to jenny for two minutes too long or he was a real piece of shit because he's a 17 year old boy and sure. deserved to be broken up with yeah and like listen we're not <laughs> all that happened was two teenagers kissed right. one time and like you're talking about marriage and landing planes to the father hey man in 20 minutes this is gonna be over it doesn't matter oh it's not over <laughs> stop so as i mentioned <laughs> They did, in fact, kiss. Sure. 
somehow Mark found out. Obviously, Mark found out. He has put a wire on (laughs) his daughter at all times. Yes, exactly. So, Vince was pulled out of band rehearsal by one of the other pastors, Pastor Anderson. Okay. Vince said Anderson took him upstairs and locked him in his office before angrily beginning to grill Vince about his relationship with Driscoll's 17-year-old You know what I love is when a child is locked in an office with a pastor. Yeah. Love that. Feel good about it. Very, very good. Uh... Vince said Anderson first asked if Vince had done anything unbiblical with Driscoll's daughter. Uh, Vince was surprised by this and said, no. <laughs> uh, doing something unbiblical, there's all, that gives you actually a fair amount of range if you read the Bible, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, they got a tattoo together. <laughs> right. And in fact... And in fact, some people have said knowing someone biblically is the euphemism you're looking for. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was being extra biblical. <laughs> uh, then... The pastor asked Vince if he had made out with Driscoll's daughter. Vince reported that he felt awkward in this situation, as he had never really been asked these questions by any adult, much less a spiritual authority, much less a spiritual authority that was yelling at him in a locked room. Yeah, I would feel awkward about that as a 30-something dude. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Dude, what? Um, yet, Vince, in what I think demonstrates that these children have far more, like... Of course. Uh, ...maturity than anyone else here, Vince said yes. He said yes, he'd done that. Vince, sweet child. You sweet summer child. Yeah, you sweet idiot. <laughs> you obviously lie your ass off, Vince. Vince, what are you fucking new? Can I teach you fucking nothing? You're in youth group. Lie, you Vince, dipshit. Vince, come on the podcast. We have some things to tell you about how to deal with spiritual authority. Vince, let me take you under my wing. Wait. God damn it. Vince, don't let him lock that door. Um... <laughs> We are now the ones yelling at the 17-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> the room is not locked, okay? That is true. He can turn off the podcast. Okay. The pastor then stood up, pointed at Vince, ordered him to get his stuff, and get out. I wasn't in this... This is Vince. I wasn't in this room to begin <laughs> yeah. with, dude. I didn't lock the fucking door. Uh, so, now we're, we're back with Angelo, Vince's father. Yeah. Uh, said he saw Vince come out of the building crying. Okay. Uh, Vince got into his car. Uh, which was parked in the church parking lot, Angelo said that while the two of them were sitting there, the pastor called and told uh, Angelo that they needed to sit out that night for the men's meeting. Okay. Uh, Angelo was confused, offended. He's got his crying son here. He doesn't know what's going on. Uh, But the pastor said, no, absolutely not. You can't come. Oh, okay. Then four to five security guards come out. That is an escalation. They're driving yes. the bus. <laughs> they, they, run the they, they, say, they say, hey, listen, our body pile is getting a little low, buddy. Uh, <laughs> they stand around the car, and Angelo decides that it is in his best interest to drive away. Sure. Soon, uh, the family begins to receive texts from friends of the church telling them that they could no longer associate with the Manuels. Wow. Uh, one friend texted Angelo, the father, uh, that another pastor had said, I can't tell you who to be friends with, but if you want to stay in leadership, you need to curtail communication. Whoa. Angelo's wife, Catherine, got a text from a longtime friend whose husband serves on Trinity security team. Because of the choices and decisions you all have decided to make, we can no longer remain friends. Two 17-year-olds awkwardly bumped braces. Consensually. For, for like eight seconds. And she was she he or she was probably like, that was great, right? And the other person was like, okay. <laughs> that, I guarantee you with these two youth group kids is what happens. Yeah. And people, 
dozens of adults are freaking out and talking about choices that the parents had made. Yeah, this is, again... This is unnerving. It's very creepy how much nothing happened, yet how much <laughs> stuff happens around the nothing. Catherine responded, saying, What choices are you talking about? I'm sorry, I'm confused, I don't understand. No response. The next call they got was from the police. Oh, oh, oh no. That is not correct though again it goes back to what are cops for yep. the whims of rich people protecting assholes exclusively uh informing them that trinity had reported the family for sending threatening communication wait what there was no threatening communication what the fuck uh, i i there was uh copies of like what had happened was there had been a couple social media posts wherein uh -huh. the manuels complained about their treatment at trinity church yeah that's fine and i complain about everything all the time yeah i, I listen i would like to issue some threats to trinity church right now <laughs> <laughs> parody parody non-actionable minecraft um <laughs> uh, I, will I be driving a bus near Trinity Church and the Driscoll family? I don't know. Am I getting my certification to drive commercial vehicles? <laughs> Who's to say? My, Michael is spending six months hobbies. to get his CDL license. I'm, I'm allowed to in have Arizona. hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Scottsdale is an excellent place to summer. Everyone knows that. You know what they say about Scottsdale? Great to be in summer. You know what Californians love? Arizona. We think it's just cool and <laughs> it's, awesome. It's got that nice weather. <laughs> okay. On April 1st, <laughs> another guy who worked at the church, he was part mm -hmm. of the security team, yeah. he eventually quit, which is how a lot of this like internal communication mm, yeah. ended up getting revealed, uh, said that that same pastor that had uh, accosted a child yes. in a locked room yes. Yes. texted him and several others about hiring a private investigative Wait, uh, firm please stop. to surveil the Manuel family. They ended up hiring Celtic Cross Security Solutions. Nope. Nope. Which is owned by one William Saunders, a member of Trinity's security team. Also, that name is a little bit dog whistly. Yeah. That name is a is 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 a bit white power adjacent, shall we Listen, say. If there are two things that uh, every white man who has a tattoo of should be on a list for, it's Hebrew tattoos and uh celtic crosses i'm excited for him to surveil me though because i'm just gonna stare out the window <laughs> and disrobe <laughs> we're going back to episode 69 for yeah, that one baby go, he's gonna see some yeah. fucking ha shit have some fun watching <laughs> uh listen you think it's gonna get sexual but it actually just gets weird oh no this is me just shitting in a mason jar like yeah. he's gonna he's just gonna deal okay chad freeze former head of security and former marine said trinity hired the private investigators to surveil the family 24 7. He says teams, including pastors, tracked the family as they went to local shops and businesses and even in their own neighborhood for, like, a while. Whoa. This is next level. Two teenagers kissed, and a private security firm was hired to track a family all across town. And there are, like, collections of texts between the pastors and the security team being, like, this car left. Who's in it? It's, I don't know. The windows are tinted. We're following both. Okay, it was actually someone else. We're going back to the house. Did anyone leave? And like tons of communication this is from an entire team following this family who has done nothing but be harassed by a church and then complain about it on social media a tiny bit. This is... I, I am surprised how deep we are going. Oh, yeah. No, it just keeps spiraling. And it, it reminded me a lot of... Uh, of our Ramsey episode yeah, a couple back very, of just like the, the paranoia inherent mm -hmm. in the heart of the evangelical man is just runs so deep and they will stop 
they will use every tool in their in their power to do this. And it's yeah. very fascinating to me that like all of this stuff that's happening is very much the same shit that was happening at Mars Hill, just written miniature. Oh yeah. Like he lost his national prominence, he lost his platform. So what did he do? He moved to Scottsdale and he's exerting all of the same weird, creepy power uh like shenanigans, but now he's just doing it to like one family in Scottsdale. I'm so that okay. There, it's a really sucks for the for this family. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, but it's a little funny that you're like, I need to terrorize three people with a private security firm because someone kissed my daughter. Like yeah. it's like because my daughter kissed someone again. Right. This was yeah, consensual. Yeah. She was into it. Also, it reminds me a tiny bit too of Weinstein, like hiring like Israeli firms to spy yeah. on victims. It's just like, what is with these rich dudes hiring uh, unnerving firms? to just spy on people like stop it all of you stop it definitely stop it please if i could if i could ask mark driscoll to do one thing it's stop and if i could add one more word to that (laughs) it would be breed never mind (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) parody parody all right on april 7th free said that mark driscoll pulled the entire staff into a training session Mm -hmm. driscoll then reportedly drew his spectrum of trust on a dry erase board, rating people's loyalty from zero to ten. This is so weird, man. You are you have you have left you are in crazy town banana pants, dude. This is like this is your life now. And just to be clear, you're in Hitler in the bunker, dude. Oh yeah, no, this is abs- this is Hitler in Scottsdale. Like one hundred percent. This is like the Soviets are coming to Scottsdale, bro, this and is- you are just this is the one insane. guy who got stranded on like a Japanese island yes. and never realized yes. that World War II ended. But and he's with just 2,000 like... people on the <laughs> island. Yeah, yeah, it's very upsetting. Uh, and so not only did that ranking system exist, mm-hmm. but the, the numbers actually directly correlated to access to the Driscoll family. That's so Which good. was sort of, once Fries left, said was sort of his larger point, is that the entire church was organized around access to the Driscolls uh, the Driscolls having access to people, all of it was oh pointed God. at them. This is the court of Henry VIII. What the fuck is wrong with it's you people? So weird. It's like ladies in waiting being like, oh, what's your number today? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What the yeah. fuck, man? Uh, it is, it is it's like. It's the king giving like, giving like gifts to people and be like to women that we know will become mistresses in the future. This is so weird. It's so weird. It's, it's the deposed King creating his court in miniature. The King in exile. So he can torture fucking people who already live in Scottsdale. Yeah. What are you doing? They are torturing (laughs) themselves. They live in Arizona. (laughs) They've been through enough. (laughs) Okay. Uh, this basically ends, or the information ends, when Frieza, head of security, leaves. Uh, the family is now countersuing for false imprisonment because, again, a child was locked in a room and berated by a pastor. Right. Uh, and this is all right. just sort of coming out in the open. Not a lot of resolution to it. But just just a quick little update there about what one Mark Driscoll is up to. Okay. And what's incredible about all of this is that if you listen to Mark Driscoll talk about mm. his time at Mars Hill, he will tell you that he learned. That he learned a lot, that he grew, that he acknowledges that he was Mm -hmm. operating from too much anger and too much pride and too much like, like his take on everything that happened before is that that was a young man who was listening to himself too much. But now he is a mature spiritual leader Mm -hmm. ready to head up another mega church. Right. And this is the shenanigans that he is pulling. It's so funny. This is mature Driscoll. This is fully matured, like 58 years old Mark Driscoll being like... 
I'm going to rank every single person in my life by their personal sworn loyalty to me after they sign an NDA. Yeah, exactly. After they sign the NDA. Also, hearkening back to Liberty, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife ranking their students by hotness. They're both so creepy. I I definitely think the other thing this reminds me of beyond a, beyond a royal court mm-hmm. is a cult. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that term comes up a lot. Of right. It is it's, 100% a cult. I'm really uh, excited for our shitty Christians to rank our uh, shitty Christians listeners on our Discord by loyalty to the pod. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Right. We'll be doing interviews this week. Uh, you can you can message me on Discord for your time, and uh, I'll, I'll find a slot for you. Listen, if there's one thing that I can ask of our our, our great Discord community, <laughs> it's please immediately murder us. <laughs> if we ever start pulling any of this shit, just put us out of our ministry. <laughs> Clearly, we were in too deep. We stared into the abyss and stared back into us. It's the kindest thing you can do is just take us out. Yeah. Zach, we're not done. How are we not done? We're done with Mark Driscoll, but we are not done. Okay. Because we have a whole other topic. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to introduce you to a new character now. Man by the name of Clay Clark. Okay. I don't know who this is. Clay Clark uh, is the founder of Thrive 15. Okay. And I'm now going to read you his bio as an introduction to this story. I'm excited. Let's meet Clay. Clay is a former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year who has been described by the folks at Yahoo as the Jim Carrey of entrepreneurship. What does that mean? (laughs) As a result of his tireless tenacity and honey badger work ethic. No, stop. He's been able to found and co-found several successful companies, including DJ Connection, Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. I'm going to die now. Thrive15.com. Savage, we call him Savage35. Etc. While finding time to co-produce five children. Ew. So that's Clay Clark. That is his own personal website. That is, that is how Clay Clark wants to introduce himself to the world. Founder of Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. Co-producer of children with a honey badger work ethic. I, at least he's grooming men, I guess. <laughs> Hang on. So, Zach, I'm just going to show you a quick picture of this gentleman. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Uh, he's too hot. Uh, so, he's got, he's got the um, early 2000s spiky hair. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. some very intense glasses. He's doing, uh, what, what would you call this pose, Zachary? Kind of the sensei pose, but it's just with two fingers. The two fingers. T- sort tented of, in front of his chin. Yeah, they're just sort of grazing his soul patch yeah. as he stares uh-huh. directly into camera. Uh he looks very much like Patrick Bateman drank a few too many Monster Energy drinks. Or no, Patrick Bateman had sex with Sugar Ray and made a child, and that child was Clay Clark. Do we t- want to talk about his banner now or later? Uh, that is later. the thing that we're talking about. Okay. Um, I, I, wow. So Clay Clark decided to, to host a little event. He called it the Health and Freedom Conference. Okay. I like both those things. Health more than freedom because freedom's kind of a dog whistle. But yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds fine. Uh, an event that by his own, uh, his own definition was about Christian worship. Okay. Promotion of QAnon. Oh, big, big right turn. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty close together that's already. That's true. That's true. Uh, and taking down the COVID-19 fear porn. 
I I don't even know what to expect. Yeah, this is so we talked about this on our Q yeah, episode of with with, uh, with, uh, Grift. with Grift, but like this sort of increasing synchronicity yes. of like QAnon conspiracy mm-hmm. theories, anti-masking. Uh, and evangelical culture all just sort of coming together. This yes. is maybe the most direct thing. 4,000 people attended this, and that was because the capacity limit at the Bible college they held it in was 4,000 people. Do you know what Bible college they held it at? Uh, Ruma. Rema? R-H-E-M-A Bible College near Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's so good. They had people from as far away as Alaska coming. They had over 50,000 people request tickets. Oh my god! Uh, and we're only able to allow four thousand of them in, but of course they live stream. I'm so upset they didn't. They did not honor our request. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we should have gone to this. Oh, it, uh, yes. In it's a world terrifying. Where we had, in a I world watched, with Patreon money, we would have. Uh, I watched video of the event, and it really is just like sardines, like uh, uh, just people smushed together the entire time. But let me just walk you through because I watched a little bit of video, mm-hmm. you know, some B roll of the event. Uh, they had a lot of vendors there because, of course, they did because it's all a grift. <laughs> Black a lot rifle of people coffee. selling T-shirts. Uh, so I saw a couple T-shirts like, "I am wearing a mask. You just can't see it because it's camouflage." Clever. Got him. Clever. Uh, Maybe one of the people who did stand up at Liberty wrote that joke. Yeah. Another one I happen to see, I identify as vaccinated. Uh, Christians will never get over the identify as, as using that as a joke. And I'm begging them to stop before I identify as a fucking shoot school <laughs> shoot, as church shooter. Yeah, I was going to say, leave the schools out of yeah, it, man. Yeah, They're yeah. better targets. Oh, my gosh. It's not funny. It's not funny. We you we get it. You are mean to trans people. It's not a joke, though. Yeah, you're mean to lots of people. <laughs> One of the weirdest ones, this wasn't a t-shirt. This was like a booth. Okay. And it had a big sign behind it, and it said, not vaccinating? Become a dog trainer. <laughs> just... What? Bro? I assume what, I assume that this is a person running a uh, dog training business yeah. who has decided that they don't believe in vaccination and thus they must recruit other people who also don't believe in vaccination. But I really couldn't fucking tell you. And the image was like a smiling dog with a needle behind it. No, and I just don't no. know what I, that means. Here's the thing. We love dogs on this podcast. We are don't, a dog-friendly podcast. Do not fucking threaten dogs, man. That's not cool. So yeah, the whole the whole thing. Uh, they had a ton of speakers at this yeah. thing, including but not limited to uh, General Michael Flynn. Yes, the most loyal general America's ever had. <laughs> yeah, the the one true American general, uh, <laughs> Mike Lindell. CEO of My Pillow. Oh, they got some big heavy hitters. Here. I'm, I'm telling they you, they have man. the future of the Republican Party right here. They have the president of the Republican Party right here. Uh, Trump lawyer Sidney Powell. Uh, yes. Oh, I know Sidney like, fucking Powell. Oh, I know, I know. And like, I, I'm guessing that a lot of people that listen to this podcast also listen to other more political podcasts. Yeah. That like, they're gonna know who these people are. These are these are all the Chapo All Stars. I wish those boys had been there. Oh man, uh, anti-Semitic Jesus Christ himself, Jim Caviezel. Oh my gosh, are you serious? They got Jim. This is everyone. They got Jim. Look forward to our future episode about Jim uh, Caviezel being a full-on adrenochrome-pilled, like, mm-hmm. QAnon guy who is making movies about the Q sex trafficking. Like, I cannot his, wait to watch I those. cannot wait to watch that movie. But he was there. Uh, your usual assortment of, like, pro-Trump pastors, right. Right. a bunch of doctors, a lot of other people. Uh, there was so much content. It was like a two-day conference. There was yes. no way to get through all of it. But I did... Uh, Tune into just a little bit of uh, Lynn Wood. 
Oh man, I love Limwood. Limwood's Twitter profile. Sometimes I just go to and scroll through. That guy is awesome. Truly, the most insane. A, like a man named Lin too. Old school. I, I love it. <laughs> you gotta respect it. Like, what it's crazy about Lin is that like we're talking about this thing that's happening. Q yeah. gaining more traction in in churches, but like Lin is already at the apex. Yeah. Like for him, God the has anointed land. him to be. Uh, the crusader that is going yeah. to bring down the cabal. Like, Lin is already living at the apex of that uh, coming together. And so Lin was out there, and he was he was spitting some fire. He Hell talked yeah. about... Hell he, yeah. He was talking about, like, being at the conference, and he was like, my wife asked me, or I don't know who it was. He's like, somebody asked me how it was going, and I was like, well, I keep talking about God, and they're treating me like I'm Elvis, so pretty good, I guess. What does that mean? What does treating you like Elvis even imply? That you've been dead for 30 years? <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, like, I just wish he had gone for a slightly more uh, current reference. Like, if he had been like, I keep talking about God and they treat keep treating me like, oh, fuck, I don't know any K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> Black pink. <laughs> I'm um, with the kids. Okay. Uh, then he started talking about Q. He said, listen, you can talk about Q, mm-hmm. but let's talk about you. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Child sex trafficking is the pandemic. I'm really struggling not to agree with Linwood right now. I'm really struggling, man. What? Yeah, we'll get I'm, to that. I'm fighting. Let me finish the quote. I'm fighting to be Linwood pilled. They are sacrificing the children to worship Satan. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to Q. And then he does this funny thing where he pauses and he says, whoever he is. <laughs> and then he starts pointing into the crowd. As if Q could be any of us. This is so good. And the crowd erupts in knowing laughter. This is so awesome. <laughs> Which is a really strange thing. No, no, it's not strange. All these people get it. And in what is, I, I bring this up because I think it really speaks to how Q has really become the Save yeah, the Children it's movement. Crowdforced. The laughter crowdforced. is noticeably feminine in yeah. quality. Like these are yeah, yeah, women. Yeah laughing at this and mm. and that was not the case when q began it was no. very like 4 chan it was a bunch of dudes like me yeah. just like <laughs> dudes that look exactly like zach uh but you know in a little better shape yeah uh, obviously more built <laughs> yeah uh, and, but no like q has gone has gone mainstream mm. q is your wine mom like and then he said do your own research study up on the and i'm gonna see if i can get this pronunciation right illuminate that was good thank you yeah, uh, you got you got him right uh, yeah, and uh, and then he said, "Take the fire and the fearlessness of our Lord Almighty, and you save the little children." So you got Q. Yes, uh, love it. By the way, when uh, the church has to invent, I'm not saying sex trafficking and child sex right. trafficking don't exist or aren't serious problems, but the church has to invent a whole other has to invent a fake version of a what's fake actually version happening. of the thing that is happening in their ranks in right. order so that they can go try to play cowboy. Yeah. All over the world they instead of invent, dealing with their own shit. They have to invent a video game version of a thing that's an actual problem. Yeah. And they have to invent the fake video game version it, of it to fight. It reminds me very much, there was a Call of Duty a handful of years back mm. where they referenced a, uh, I forget, a legit war crime that happened. Oh, yeah. But changed it from America, who actually committed that right. war crime, to like Russia or whoever I the big it, bad was. It was, it was in Iraq. It was like, it, it was... I think it was when Iraq and the first Gulf War was retreating. There's a name for that. 
and then like uh and then like americans bomb the shit out of a bunch of children basically yeah and then they had like the soviets do it or something exactly and they were just like oh yeah you that we clearly did that but instead we're just gonna say they did yeah it's blow, like that blow, exactly blowback season one talks about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay but it doesn't just it's not just a q rally and i think that's what's so fascinating yeah. and terrifying about this it's also a covid19 trutherism rally so uh, so clay hops in uh to claim that uh we are all just being told taught to live in fear he's like you know the models that said 2.2 million di- people would die those were false that was jackassery and fear porn like well okay recent recently a thing came out saying over nine hundred thousand people might have died from covid correct uh <laughs> that was the most recent thing even yeah. if we're taking pre that we're over what six hundred thousand in yeah. america alone millions worldwide yeah. like why are you claiming that this number which for the record was always based on if we do yeah. nothing and we right. functionally did close to nothing but we did do some things there yes. was some locking down so of course that wasn't the number uh and of course it was very early in this but like why is that 600,000 not a relevant number for you? 900,000? Millions? Michael, as I've Anyways. been told by people who are COVID-19 truthers, those are people in, like, New York and stuff or old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, those were the olds. It's okay to kill them. They're a drag on society. Oh, God. Uh, Clay bolstered his claims with information from doctors who were present at the conference. So let's take a look at those doctors. Andrew Wakefield, who was kicked off the UK's medical registry for <laughs> research fraud. Jim Meehan, who was sued for defamation by another doctor because Meehan claimed the doctor didn't inform pa- parents about vaccine risks. Whoa. Um, uh, and then another speaker who, uh, in what is like a whole other level of this hopped on he, mike adams he's an author who writes about the uh, secret apocalypse that is brewing behind closed doors new right. world order that yeah. kind of stuff uh-huh. said that molecules around the world are connected by morphic resonance what which allows human beings to transmit information psychically he added that censorship and cell phone radiation is being used to block this morphic resonance and to suppress awake, aware, and enlightened people from working together as a group. That is so cool. That guy is awesome. That guy would definitely get along with all the uh, sort of people that uh, are on Twitter talking about their sign. Yeah. It's, uh, it, well, there's, it's just such a, like... It's very much like I'm a Sagittarius, so I know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this guy definitely belongs on uh, left lefty astrology Twitter. <laughs> yes, yes, he is with the baby witches. Okay, we need to bring this home. Yes, the conference also featured a shofar blowing contest. What did I say? What did I fucking say? <laughs> Anytime you get a bunch of like, like white christians in a room blowing shofars it's bad it's a bad it's news bad bear. fucking signs man dude yeah no and like they have really like the shofar is increasingly they've really becoming... just stolen the shofar from jewish folks it's, it's not really okay strange it's not okay i'm like not looking forward to when they're like all wearing yarmulkes it's like stop it you're just stealing shit it's not cool it's not okay and then uh as it closed out the conference, the audience chanted USA and offered up a round of applause for Jesus Christ at Clay's <laughs> request before concluding with a public mass burning event, which I saw a little Wait, bit of. Wait, they burning mass? They were burning mass. And I saw a little bit of this. They had a big sign up uh, behind the mass burning that says it had like a, a mask with an American flag on it. And it says, we are fear unmasked. That's so weird. Are you into the American flag? Know what that means? Like, we are fear unmasked. Like, are you saying, like, we are unmasking the truth and thus, like, 
should cause you to feel fear. We are, in fact, fearful. I just that I think phrase, it's saying we're getting rid of fear. We are un un we are unmasking ourselves. fear and showing what's behind it. That's not what those words. I, mean, okay, though. well, yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> obviously, I think I still think it's so weird that Christians, a huge percentage of Christians, have decided that wearing a mask is against their faith. It's so strange. Like Jesus would be like, "I have a cough. I shouldn't spread it to people." Like. Jesus would want you to spread COVID to the weak and elderly and sickly. Yes, the people that Jesus hated, the weak and sickly. <laughs> like, it's so strange. It is It is bizarre, and we've talked other times about all of the reasons and the anti-science Obviously. stuff that is, like, built up in the evangelical circles that led to this point. But I think what I'm trying to, like, get at here is, like, there was a conference attended yes. by 4,000 people. 50,000 wanted to go. Worship services. Yep. And pastors yeah. and COVID deniers and QAnon people and morphic resonance yes. aficionados all sort of swirling together in this big reactionary pool. Oh, I forgot one of my favorite ones. Somebody who is currently standing trial for their participation in uh, the riots <laughs> the on January 6th. You know, just all this this ball yeah. of just all these perfect. things inextricably linked. Like 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 the like the center of a black hole. Their gravity crushed them all together and into one place. Exactly. No, like they're all smushed so closely mm. together and all unmasked that, like, this is seriously like their flesh is going to start to rend itself yeah. and reform yeah, and yeah. connections. And then this giant ball of human flesh and COVID now is just going to roll out into the world and, like, steamroll Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, is there any better metaphor, to be honest, for the American right right now? Yeah. Like, that is who these people are. That is what they are doing. They are taking all these things. They are taking each other and they are fusing it into this reactionary pile of hate and denial and, and and I think this word is overused, but white supremacy. Like oh, there's yeah. no, you know, undeniably. Like, Undeniably. It, as evidence, if nothing else, from the people that were attending. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so eerie. And where does it fucking go, man? I don't know. I don't know, but I I, I think it's not slowing down. It's not slowing down. And I think I think a lot of people were anticipating once Trump finally lost, yeah. that, like the QAnon stuff would kind of go away. Ah, uh, yes. As we have Joe Biden and every pedophile in his cabinet. Yeah. Yes, that looks like it's going to go away. That's going to go away. But, like, the truth is, Q, not the individual or group of individuals that yeah. started the thing, but yeah. the Q movement was already so well-equipped for this. Oh, they of didn't, course. They didn't need it's Trump anymore. better without Trump. We talked yeah. about this. The, the Save the Children pivot was huge for them, yeah. and they have already sort of figured out that, like, mm -hmm. oh, we're just going to pull everyone into this ball. And, yeah. like, hey, listen— Maybe you get in because you want to, like, uh, save some children sure. from our mythical sex traffickers. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you get in because, you know, you just don't like wearing a mask. But, like, once you're in, the point is yeah. that you're in. And you're going to be presented with all of these things. That's and the right. fact that, like, pastors are probably not the same people that are making claims about morphic resonance apocalypses uh, doesn't matter. doesn't yeah. matter. They're all yeah. working together. They're all on the same team. That's They're right. They're all at the same conference. You, you know what they have that the fucking left doesn't? A little fucking unity. Because I know people in this world mm -hmm. who don't believe everything in it, but still kind of stand shoulder to shoulder with these people. They are united in a common cause. And that is exceedingly dangerous. Yes. And it's it's dangerous when 4,000 unmasked people get together to torture yep. the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, but I, I think we are just beginning to see what this movement really is and will Oof. be. And uh, 
I think back, looking at this conference, I think back to that Q episode where you're talking yeah. about these like individual little country pastors and like losing members of their church to Q. Yeah. And just like these just random dudes probably have some shitty beliefs, but whatever. Sure. There's just a just a guy yeah. pastoring a church in nowhere and talking about like losing member after member to this cabal of Q. And like there is nothing in evangelical Christianity that can stand up to what is currently eating it. And not unlike we yeah. saw the Republican Party become the party of Trump and now become the party of Trump's ideology, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. I think we are going to see the American church just roll over. There's no way. There's no way that like yeah. no, uh, the church of Q is rising. In this this week, and, and this is the last thing I have to say, uh, fuck Liz Cheney forever. She's She, should, she mm-hmm. should also be in prison. But she did a speech about how Trump lost. Mm-hmm. And every single House Republican left while she gave the speech as sort of a show of like returning back on this person except one and including kevin mccarthy who in january was saying all the stuff like oh trump should leave trump didn't win blah mm-hmm. blah blah and now has fully pledged fealty to trump and that is what will happen and to, she's being removed from leadership yeah. roles today yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and like, she's being primaried by she's gonna be primary when she runs again mm-hmm. by a more trumpy republican and again fuck liz cheney forever forever uh, fuck that family look forward that, to her joining the biden administration that, <laughs> oh god that bloodline should be wiped from the face of the earth obviously parody, now parody. today but <laughs> this is our most violent episode yeah, i like it <laughs> But that's going to – it's exactly what you said. So what's going to happen to the evangelical church? It's going to, like a hard drive, rewrite it in its own image. Oh, yeah. And and there is nothing the church can do no. to stop it with the beliefs they currently espouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not to say there's nothing that people who believe in God can do. Of course. But, like, the church has primed itself yeah. for this. Everything about the way the church has taught yep. belief, all the mm. anti-science shit, all That's the right. reactionary politics has all been setting itself up so that somebody else could pick up the mantle and say, okay, but now you're an army. I think we should leave it there. Yeah. Join our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking shit on the internet. Yeah. Uh, what else are you going to do? Uh, we got an email from someone this week being like, hey, I couldn't find the link. So the link is in the bio now if you do want to check that out. Uh, otherwise, you can find me at Michael Tabor on Twitter. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard on Follow Twitter. Follow the pod at shitty underscore pod. Uh, and write us a review on iTunes. It helps us out. We appreciate it. Uh, my mom just this week was like, so I... You know, still don't listen to your podcast on account of all the <laughs> profanity. But I did, uh, I did read your iTunes reviews, and uh, they were really nice. People seemed to really like it, which was very cute. So shout outs to my mom for reading iTunes reviews. And if you want my mom to read something that you wrote about our podcast, <laughs> go ahead and leave us a review at one iTunes.com. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been Shitty Christians. Dirty like a bum's on wipe, that's now I'm transitioning from class clown to cash cow. Indeed, I got steeds to pass out. Believe I'm dope, but fucking breathe in crack house. She diseased on her knees with ass out. Ace got on a ski mask, she gon' need knee pads. Supreme five panels and green hats. Y'all don't come close like wine house and rehab. Going back, no to crafty assholes. Plateau got the game in the motherfucking lasso. Ride that hoe, cruising in the music with the attitude of two kids. Make them respect my two cents. Could really give two shits, let alone a dollar. My flows make bros go, whoa. Your mother says holla. Whack niggas say nada. Up the best, no synonym. Still my pocket slim like the Olsen twins. It's on, off, I piss him and dismiss him quick in my
dick is death. Wishing competition, but listen to plot niggas. I'm a stand up nigga. Well, fuck it, I'm not sitting. Follow 